You are listening to the Fan Club Podcast, where two polar opposites experience each other's fandoms for the very first time. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Fan Club Podcast. My name is Sarah. This is Matthew. And this is episode number 50. Woohoo! Technically, it's not our 50th week because we had that whole month of like, you know. A month of pure like. Chaos? Yes. Why did we torture ourselves? So, this is episode number 50 kind of crazy so we are going to be doing some stuff slightly different for this episode because it is technically for a new movie this is our scream six episode um the first 10 minutes will just be a spoiler free review if you haven't seen the movie yet if you haven't seen the movie yet you probably should but i mean not everyone gets to have time to go to the we got extraordinarily lucky that we got to see it when we did yes Um, so we're going to have the timestamp down in the description on where to jump to we will warn you when we're about to tell you spoilers so if you don't want any spoilers if you haven't had a chance to see the movie yet we will give you fair warning when we're about to go into spoiler territory yes um so you know when to jump off um and we have no hard feelings or anything like that if you want spoiler free reviews which we are going to do a spoiler free review first Um, also, since we are quickly approaching our one year anniversary, we are considering having a merch giveaway. Yes. Of anything, um, like of one piece of any of your choosing. Yes. Um. We're still working out the. The logistics of of it. Of what we want the contest to be. Um, so, uh, make sure that you keep an eye out on our channels, our, um, on our Instagram all that kind of stuff, and um, if you want to win some free merch, um, go check out our merch store. We have a new design dropping in um, the next couple in the next week or two. Because so for April and May, we will be covering Harry Potter, um, and um, those episodes will be a slightly different structure, just because it, you know we we really don't need to watch the movies to know what happens. I basically because, have them memorized at this yeah. point. We're pretty much going to be doing like retrospectives of each movie. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about its part in the franchise, its part of a whole. Yes. But also, but we'll still we won't we'll still be doing the normal blow not blow by blow, but we'll just be we'll doing, be talking about book to movie comparisons yeah. that kind of thing. So it's going to be a little bit of a different structure. So. um get ready for that and there's a new merch design that's coming along with it that i designed painstakingly with my blood sweat and tears yes for Um, like three weeks so hope you guys like that i'm really excited to see what it looks like on an actual t-shirt and it's another not play on words but similar to the uh reality stones design it's yeah it's kind of inspired by that design in a way um but different um, but also on a slightly different note, check out my Instagram. It's spithandco.spice. But go check out my Instagram. It's going to be linked down below. I'm starting to sell jerky. I am selling my seasonings. More pictures and videos and reels and all that will be uploaded eventually. It's just I am learning Instagram and this is sort of my It's kind baby. of your baby, yeah. So I have to teach myself how to do everything. Also, we're, we apologize for missing our Goss Onion episode last week. We all, our entire household came down with a ton of random sicknesses. Um, and with just, hospitalizations and everything. We're all good, but it just took it was, us out for a bit. It took um, us out for 
a week and a half. So we're finally on the mend. That's why you kind of hear maybe some coughing or some nasally stuff. Um, I apologize, but can't really control that. Yeah. So Scream 6. Um, overall, what are your non-spoilery thoughts? It's a great movie. I I really enjoyed it. It was, to me, it felt like a mixture of two and three. I honestly, and from the discourse I have been seeing... And I will explain more yeah. why I believe it is similar to three, which you didn't even think of originally. I've been seeing a fair amount of discourse like on Reddit and things of like there are a lot of like this movie tends to be pretty polarizing and I feel like five was pretty polarizing too. Yeah. Um, I mean four or five and six have been polarizing because they are vastly different. Personally (coughs) personally I think this is my favorite next to one. Okay. Um, I mean one is everyone's favorite. Yeah. You can't beat the original. Besides with Harry Potter. Um, also, I apologize if we, uh, we try to limit our profanity, uh, and our talk of violence and things of that nature, but it's kind of hard to skirt around because it, it, in this movie. So, if you do get, we're not going to talk about the, the blood and the guts and stuff like that. But we're not going to get too graphic, but we're going to have to mention it. Yes, yeah, so if you do have issues with violence, skip this episode and tune back in for Harry Potter, which is just as violent, but more fantasy violence. Yeah. More magical um, humans versus creatures violence. It's not as graphic. Yeah. Um, this is a <coughs> horror movie, but I I don't really... I call it more of a suspense thriller, like a Hitchcock. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, we went to this movie, like, on the, you know, the one random date night that we get, like, every once in a blue moon. Like, right after the movie came out, I think, was it? It was the day it came out, which is miraculous. Yeah, what? I thought it was the next day. No, I'm pretty sure it was the day it came out. Um, Yeah. And the entire movie, we were sitting there on the edge of our seats. Yeah. Um, What blew me away was... um, uh, we were in a theater full of people who were clearly big fans of this franchise. Yes. Um, and I, people were gasping, people were reacting, people were cheering. Not, like, obnoxiously so. There not, wa- like, so... There was a family that had, like, very small children yes. in our theater, which I thought was very weird, but... The last movie, or really the only movie I can think about people, like, cheering like that, like, gasping and stuff was in-game. Well, and it was a pretty small theater, too, but I... Yeah. Even, like, we were sitting there waiting for the movie to start, and... People were talking about their theories and and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was a couple of guys that were watching the opening to Scream 1, like, in the theater on their phones. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, clearly people were really excited, and, like, myself included, and I was just, right off the bat was just, like, so excited about this movie. I think this movie did such a good job of subverting expectations. Because you didn't... We didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, you never do. No, but, like... It very easily could have been a schlocky, run-of-the-mill slasher. But Scream has never been a run-of-the-mill slasher. No. It's always been... I mean, you, there's not a whole lot you can do with slashers. That's not to say... But... That's not to say neither one of us have 
I have, like, zero problems with this movie. It's not perfect. There, there are problems. Yes. Just like in any but, normal movie, there are problems. The thing is, this movie... But there wasn't that many. Personally, I think this movie would, had both of us on the edge of our seats most of the movie. Especially during certain scenes. And if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, Ooh, one scene freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're talking about the same scene, but yeah. It had us both on the edge of our seats. I kept looking over at Matthew, and he had his, like, his mouth covered with his hand for a lot of it. Like, we were both, like, shocked at certain things that happened. It was... But it was also, like, we came out of this theater genuinely so excited. And like, it was such a good movie. Usually, you and I, we watch a lot of Easter egg videos of the Scream movies, and, like, who kills who... We both really like the logistics. and We couldn't figure out some of them. Well, there's this one video I highly recommend by a guy named Zach Cherry Is on he YouTube. the one that does... He's the one that does all the Scream stuff. Okay. If you know Scream and you know YouTube, he, he, you've probably seen a video of his. He does a really great video on the, Is he the... Um, Drew Barrymore opening scene in the first one of, mm-hmm. like, he even like diagrams it out and shows who's walking through what oh, door okay. at what time yeah the one and, that has like the screen like the pictures on the back yeah wall. okay he is he is so and he i'm pretty sure he does that for most of the movies I, but like his specifically the casey becker drew barrymore opening scene uh-huh. he does such a good job of laying it all out it's super interesting um like and with who is interacting with her at that time yeah and, yeah and i I highly recommend that video. It's really it's it's a very very well done video. But I honestly I've watched so many I watched so many predictions for this movie based on what people were thinking after Scream Five, and I still had really no idea what to expect. Yeah, that's the thing. Isn't this the closest between two Scream movies that's been released? Because it's been exactly one year. Uh, well, Scream 1 and 2 were released pretty pretty right after each other. Okay. Um, like, m- like Scream... Scream, Scream 1? 1 came out, like, weirdly. It was a dis- it was a Christmas release of 1996, which is a very weird... Um, yeah. Uh, and then Scream 2 came out, I think, the following summer. Okay. So it was, like, very quick. I mean, wasn't it Christmas time in... The movie? It was Halloween. That's right. Well, oh, are you talking Scream 1 or Scream 6? 1. Uh, people have said that apparently in Stu's kitchen there is like a, a calendar open to September. Oh. But that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I overall, this is my favorite Scream movie next to the first one. I really like I really five. like 5 and 4 too. 2 and 3 can kind of <laughs> die in a hole. Um, my, sorry about it. <laughs> my order goes I like 1 just because of Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard is he unmatched. He plays He plays the psycho so well. Yes. And like we just watched an SVU episode. I've been my favorite show of all time is On Order SVU and I've been watching it Rewatching it, and Matthew's been watching it with me. And Matthew Lillard is in the Carol Burnett episode. And he plays creepy and demented so well. But, like, the covert 
like to me he will always be shaggy he will he'll always be stew to me he will always be and i'm very grateful because one of the biggest theories <coughs> going through this entire franchise is when is stew gonna come back yes people w- matthew lillard wants to come back that's the one spoiler i will say in this movie in the in this beginning stew is not back in this movie um, I'm okay f- with it, though. I want Matthew Lillard. I love Matthew Lillard. Be... I just don't think Stu has a place in this franchise anymore. No, he does. Because he's he's part face. He's part of the face of it. He's he's the o- one of the OG. He is the he's well. Billy's technically the OG, but he's an mastermind behind it. Yeah, I mean, according to Ronan, I just. One of my, we're kind of derailing here, but, like, one of my favorite Stu moments is the, my parents are going to be so mad at me. Uh, it's like, and he's so worried about, like, he basically is, his whole thing was peer pressure. Which, really, he's the psychopath, Billy's the sociopath. But, you didn't think about this until I brought it up that night. When Stu, which, we'll go more over that whole, this whole thing in... October when we do Screamtober. Yeah. Which, by the way, we are covering the entire rest of the Scream franchise in October. We just wanted to catch this one while it was hot. Yes. So, we were talking about that line and something came to mind for me. It's not because he was scared of being caught. It was scared because he made the mess. Yeah. Because there's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. House is destroyed. Anyway. Which, you didn't think about that. Overall, what are your final non-spoilery thoughts? Because it's really hard to talk about what we like and dislike without talking about the spoilers. It is really, really What do you think about the cast? I like the cast. I really do. I was a little iffy on them in Scream 5. That's because they're new. Yeah, but also with Samantha Carpenter. Melissa Barrera. The only thing I ever saw her in before Scream was Into the Heights. In the Heights. Oh, yeah. She's Vanessa in the Heights. And so that was the only thing I've ever seen right? her in. Is that Vanessa? Yes. She's the one that, like, wants to be a fashion designer, right? That's Vanessa. Yeah. That was the only thing I've ever seen her in. So I was a little hesitant because I didn't like her character a in, in The Heights. A lot of people in Scream 5 really came for her. They thought that she didn't do a very good job acting. I don't see that. She did a good job. But I was a little hesitant at first. Realistically, I think it was a writing issue and not a not a No, it, I'm not blaming issue. I'm not blaming the actress at all. I'm just saying I had a hard time with her because the only thing I ever saw her in before Fair. was I mean, I I kind of had a similar reaction in to, the heights. I kind of had a similar reaction to Jenna Ortega in a similar way. Yeah. Because I mean, I haven't seen Wednesday cuz it's not really my cup of tea. I I heard really good things about um, Wednesday. But <sighs> Jenna Ortega, to me, like, I don't really have her... My only frame of reference is that tiny role she plays in Iron Man 3. And then what other people have told me about Wednesday. Yeah. So, other than that, she is Tara from Scream to me. Like, it's... I I feel like the, the actor will forever be the first role that you see them in. Yes. I'm kind of still iffy on Mindy a little bit. I didn't really... She was a, she's literally supposed to be Randy. That's the thing. Everyone... They're their archetypes, sure, but that character is a little bit exhausting. <laughs> I liked her a little more in this movie. Besides Besides Sam that one Ta- scene, we'll get to it. Besides Sam and Tara, they didn't really copy 
anyone else. So, supposedly they were going for, with the core four, they were going for that OG Gail Stewie, Sydney, Randy, I guess. But that's the thing. OG survivors. But here's the thing. I wouldn't call... Then they killed Randy and screamed too. So, was that foreshadowing? But I wouldn't say Sam or Tara are Gail or Sydney. I'm not saying, like... But... Sam's supposed to be Sydney. I don't know. I think that that's... I see Chad as Dewey. Because they're, like, the lovable doofus. Yes. I see Mindy as Randy. Speaking of which, did you know that... Um, Mason Gooding is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. The guy who plays Chad. I did not. That's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was hesitant on Mindy and Chad in the first... Um, it, Tara seemed very young to me in the first... In, in Scream 5, I guess. Um, Mindy and Chad, I just wasn't really buying their chemistry with the other characters. Yeah. As much... Um, I like them in this movie, but I think that's kind of typical for, like, new characters versus characters in a sequel. Yeah. Um, so, and then overall, like, the newer characters, I just don't think we got enough time with them. No. To really, like, care. We don't really ever get a whole lot of time with the new people that are introduced. And we'll get, we'll get a little deeper into this once we get into, like, the spoilery territory. Yeah. Um, overall, though... This movie, like I said, really, really kept us on our toes. Yes. Um, it was I cannot wait to get it on um to get it on digital and rewatch it in my own home, be able to pause and especially the sub subway sequence, I can oh, say that. The um That's the scene <clears throat> that freaks Well, there's me also out. like crap ton of cameos. Yes. And because it takes place on Halloween. So there's like a ton of cameos and costumes and stuff. We might, when this goes to streaming, we might redo Scream 6 to do a more detailed and have a special episode. Like a mini episode? To be released on Halloween. That's actually not a bad idea. I actually kind of love that idea. Where we'll just have six episodes, where we may just have two in one week. Just like a little mini like retrospective rewatching it because we we don't have the ability to go re go to back to the movie theater and watch it again unless if someone wants to buy us tickets or watch our kid yeah or both <laughs> uh <laughs> I will gladly go back and rewatch this movie because it and I think this might have been I think this might have been the first screen movie I watched in theaters in my entire life because. Um... I don't think I was... I think I watched Scream 4 on DVD at a friend's house. I think I watched Scream 4... Yeah, I watched Scream 4 in theater. And then Scream 5 came out last year on streaming. Streaming only. So... And I wasn't into the franchise, the original trilogy. Because... You were little. I was like... We were two when the first one came out. So, (laughs) like... um, But this sort of is one of the only slashers in my opinion, that doesn't deal with, like, an unkillable enemy. Like, It's Jason, not supernatural. Yeah, like a supernatural enemy, like Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers or It's Jason. real people. Well, I say that, though. I, I do think that there is a fair amount of criticism with this movie that I don't think is necessarily warranted in terms of people thinking that it's super unrealistic. Um, I mean... Personally... I think this movie, and it, it always has been, campy and ridiculous. 
and meta. And but I mean, if you want, if you want realistic slashers, go watch a true crime documentary. I'm sorry. Let's get into spoilery territory. We're gonna try. We printed out a synopsis because we couldn't take notes in the theater. Uh, we could have, but I didn't want to be rude. And um, so at the end of it, we are going to discuss who we think killed who. So, um, so this if you want no spoilers, end it now. End it now. <laughs> this is your... We love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> and bye. But in all honesty, going forward in this episode, we'll have spoils. So fair warning... Do not come for us saying we did not warn you. We're giving you like a two minute warning. Like no hard feelings. Don't come at us. Go see the movie. It's great. And then come back and listen. Yeah. So the movie starts with a girl named Laura played by Samara Weaving, who I haven't seen Ready or Not yet, but I hear it's great. Ready or Not? Where she, like, marries into the family who, like, plays a bunch of games and, like... Oh, yeah, your dad was telling me about that movie. I really want to see it now, and it's written by the same people. Yeah, ready or not, it's the... It's, like, hide-and-go-seek where if the bride survives, she gets to marry in the family. If not, she gets, like, sacrificed or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, weirdly but, enough, my dad recommended the movie, and yeah. I've, I've heard enough discourse about it online. I really want to watch it. I just don't know where to find it. So basically, she's at a bar in New York City waiting for her Tinder date. She is a professor of film study. She... Or something like she that. She teaches a course on 21st century slashers. Yes. Which includes Stab. Yes. That's a very niche course. <laughs> I mean, there's a course for, like... Literally everything? Yes, there's a course. It might be at Columbia, actually. It's from, like, one of the Ivy Leagues. It's like the study in history of Batman. <laughs> As, like, an elective course. Like, I, I looked I'm sorry, up... chemistry's not good enough for y'all? <laughs> no, it's supposed to be, like, how Batman changed comic books. And, like, the ideology that Batman uses to fight his villains goes in depth on the villains things like that i mean i can't say that i i can't say that i haven't been interested in the various times i tried to go to college uh into like some of the weird niche especially film classes there are some like weird ones but you do learn <coughs> a lot from them the thing is film is always supposed to reflect culture no matter what yes no matter what the topic is it always somewhat reflects the, the culture of the time yes um whether it's how it's made, who's in it, the the actual story, it always reflects culture. Yes. Um. So it is. It would be a very interesting class, I think, given the right person teaching it. You wouldn't <laughs> want a normal, like, average Joe to do it. You would want someone who would have like. The issue is, I think that this course could very much go film broy. Kind of like um, the fan club in four. Yeah. Where it was literally... The Cinema Club? The Cinema Club. By, um, the killer in 4. So, she's talking to her Tinder date, and, uh, who is, um, actually voiced by, uh, Tony Revolori, a.k.a. Flash. Yes. Um, which, after watching the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, I can't unsee that actor. I saw him in something else lately, <clears throat> or recently. He's just such a doofus as Flash. Yes. He's just... I'm sorry to be mean to Tony Revolori, but he's, like, so unlikable as Flash. Yeah. 
which is a good thing. I mean, um, so he, the voice on the phone lures her out into to an alley, which I'm like, girl, you live in New York City. Do not be alone in an alley. And then the ghost face voice comes on and it's like, you came into a dark alleyway by a mysterious voice by someone that you've never met. Yeah. And she's a, she watches slashers for literally a living. Yes. Like, how do you make that mistake? stupid can you be? And Ghostface just comes up and stabs her in the gut. And then immediately takes off his mask. Yes. And this is the first time in this movie where Matthew and I, like, literally in the theater looked at each other. And at first I thought this whole movie was going to be... Trying to figure... Trying to figure... Like, waiting for the cast to figure out who Ghostface was, even though we already knew. Yes. I was like... Oh, this is a really interesting subversion. I'm kind of wishing they went with that now. I don't, because, I mean, he wasn't really significant to the plot, but he kind of was. So, we basically go back, Jason, who um, is Tony Ravalori's character, yes. um, calls his friend Greg. Um, and they're talking, and but Greg is only talking in Ghostface, and they're like, dude, we promised each other that we wouldn't talk in Ghostface. I didn't really love the the monologue about um, Jason talking about what it's like to kill a person. I found that really unsettling. Because they wanted to kill Tara and Sam. That was their... The goal was to finish Richie's movie. Yes. Um, And I just, I found that line, like, kind of sick a little bit. It was a little... And I watch a lot of crime things, so it's like, it takes a lot to, like, to take me out like that. Yes. Um, But... I didn't love that line. It kind of made me sick to my stomach a little bit. Yes. Um, so then, basically, we learn that um, Jason and Greg are huge stab fanatics, and they basically wanted to carry out the rest of, you know, Richie's plan. Which would have been, what, stab nine? Yeah. And um, Ghostface reveals himself and reveals Greg's dismembered body in the fridge. And, um... They're playing the game hot or cold, and he goes, yeah, he goes in front of the fridge, and Jason gets stabbed in the back, which was a gruesome but very satisfying death. Is this the first time that somebody other than the final girl has murdered a ghost face? Like, a ghost face has murdered a ghost face. Oh, technically Jill killed Charlie. Jill, yeah. And same thing with- But she um, wasn't masked But she was still ghost face. Yeah, but I'm talking, like, specifically. No. Um, um, um. Billy's mom killed, um, the other dude. Mickey? Mickey. She shot him in the head. Who, fun fact, so, the guy who plays Mickey in Scream 2 has a show with Drew Barrymore on Netflix. Nice. So, like, they're, like, Scream alumni. Yeah. Um, the, um, um, Santa Clarita um, diet. I always wanted to try that. I watched the whole thing. I thought it started off really good, and then it got really weird. Jumped, jumped, jumped to ship. And then, before it could get better, it, um. Ended? It just, like, got canceled. Wasn't it, like, one of the very first Netflix originals? It wasn't even close to one of the first, but. I thought it was. No. So then we open on Sam, played by Melissa Barrera, attending therapy. I'm sorry, but this therapist needs to be, like... To be fair to him... No! 
You can't do what Therapists he did. are mandated reporters. And she is talking about, like, homicidal ideation. But so. No, you can't say, sorry, I'm not qualified to deal with your trauma. Yeah, no, he, he did went about it in a really bad way. But, like, I could understand a little bit where he was coming from. I, so, my theory was, going in, that she was going to be a killer. I'm really glad they didn't do it. I know, but it would have been interesting for the first time ever to have a... Final girl snap. A previous survivor. Yeah, essentially, snap. Because we've been doing this final girl trope for since, like, the dawn of time. It would be a really interesting... Where one subversion. Just, where one just snaps. I, I've heard that they wanted to play around with that with Sydney, but like they just never knew how. Yeah. They didn't want to completely assassinate her character. Yeah. I don't blame them. But I mean <clears throat> But still, you can't say I'm not qualified to deal with your trauma. Please I mean leave. at one on one hand, I think On the first session no less. On one hand I think if a therapist No, was it the first session? I think so. Or no, he had been seeing her for six months. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I think if, if a therapist is not like does not feel equipped to deal with like that patient's specialized issues, recommend someone like, else. Refer refer them. Mm-hmm. Refer them to someone else. Don't say I'm not qualified like, to deal with your issues. If a therapist issues. has a patient that has like schizophrenia or something, and they're not. They, they're not well-versed in schizophrenia. They will recommend someone or bring someone else in. That's just an example. But yeah, like, but you, I know what you mean. They'll bring <clears throat> someone else in. I mean, it's the same when you go to a doctor. Yeah, if you have cancer, you're not going to go to a, you know, ear, nose, and throat doctor. When I went to the emergency room for pneumonia, they had to run like every 15 test different book. tests yeah. on me to figure out what was wrong. Yes, that's why we didn't... Re- have an episode last week. I was in the emergency room for like a day. We all good though. Yeah. Um. So Sam basically reveals that she has homicidal thoughts and that you know killing Richie brought she, her joy. It felt good, which was why I was hoping that she was going to be the killer because she in not in she doesn't only enjoy the killings, but. She was smiling when she killed Richie. This is the one thing in this new trilogy that I dislike. And I disliked it in Scream 5, too. Is this notion that the serial killer gene is a thing. I mean, it's Um, always... I just think it's dangerous territory. But it goes back to nature or nurture. No, and I agree with you, but it's been... I'm just... I mean, Sydney's killed enough... Sydney's killed plenty of I I people. trauma has a weird effect on people and I that's not what I'm commenting on. It's more specifically I just worry how the framing of this character is gonna the effect it's gonna have on real life children of serial killers. Yeah. Um because I just mean, because your parent is a serial killer does not mean that you're going to be no. one. I mean, look at Corona Minds. There was that one episode where it was the, um, it was where the father got dementia and the son was finishing off the father's, um, Yeah, I, Is it I sad just, that I can name? Yes. Like, I, the same way with SVU, though. But, but like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not an expert in any way, but I, I'm pretty well versed in true crime and, 
I just, and I'm pretty well versed on the way that true crime is, is, um, interpreted and usually interpreted wrong. But I mean, (laughs) if you grow up in, I'm just using this as an example. If you grow up in a household where a person is drinking 99.9% of the time. You're going to be predisposed to being an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not saying... I completely get what you're saying. I'm not saying that it's genetic because you can't... Well, and this is a debate... Genetics doesn't work like that. This is a debate we've been having, our society has been having for forever, whether or not... Things are nature or nurture. Well, specifically in regards to you... The, gen- the killing genetic. I mean, we've even had that conversation. We were having the conversation on the way home. Even the professionals like, haven't come to the consensus. Yeah. I just, I think it's kind of a dangerous, slippery slope. I don't think it's genetic. I think it's more... It is a nature versus nurture thing. Yes. Some people are just born evil. Yes. Um, But I do think that... A lot of people, a lot of killers are born with an entitlement that festers. I mean, there's the thing that you and I were talking about where it was a study done on, like, serial killers' brains. They had a CAT scan, and most serial killers' frontal lobes were damaged. I can't do math to save my damn life. I can tell you everything there is to know about a serial killer. Give me an algebra equation. Got nothing. (laughs) What's the what's the Pythagorean Pythagorean theorem? Yes. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Sam goes to find her sister at a house party. Her roommate Quinn, played by Liana Liberato. um, That's a fun name to say. That Tara has gone to a house party with Mindy and Chad. And um. And Mindy's new girlfriend Annika. And Chad's roommate. Ethan. Ethan. Uh, apparently, there's a ton of Easter eggs in this scene um, with all the Halloween costumes. Like, the guy who tries to hook up with Tara is dressed up as Risky Business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's a ton. I, I think Ethan's costume is a, is a reference, too. But I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really have a ton of knowledge on classic cinema that much. Yeah. Um, Which, we might be covering more classic cinemas. Um I really, I really, really love how protective Annika is. Mm -hmm. I think she seems really sweet. I, God, I wish we got more of her in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Her death is heartbreaking. We'll get to it in a minute. Uh Um, I, I kind of think it's interesting how our group is dealing with their collective trauma. I think Mindy is kind of disassociating a little bit. Um, and, like, Annika even calls her out for it, that, like, why are you at a house party when you, you're, all your friends were literally killed at a house party a year ago? Um. Tara just parties and drinks. Yeah. She drinks to forget. Chad. Chad moved on, I think, the healthiest. He's very realistic about it, I think. Yeah. He knows. I mean, it's all realistic. Everybody has their own way of coping. Yes. But I think Chad's was... The healthiest, like, Sam is living in the past. Chad's going through therapy, for sure. Yes, but he's trying to move forward. He's got to live his life. 
yes. He's not going to let... I mean, Tara was trying to do the same thing, move forward. Sam is really struggling with the with the responsibility of killing Richie. Yes. Mindy isn't dealing with it at all. I mean, she's trying to move on because she's dating and, you know, trying to live her life. But I do... Yeah. She struck me in this movie as, like, just frustrated with her own emotions. Because she doesn't know how to deal with it. Um, I did really enjoy this through line of Sam being, like, kind of ostracized. And People believe that she... Masterminded it? Yeah, that she masterminded Scream 5. That she framed... Richie and Tara. Yeah. Um, so then we learned that Quinn, the roommate, uh, we learned that Quinn's dad is a cop, which I should have clocked because they, they don't inter, they don't introduce characters that mean nothing most of the time. I mean, in all honesty, they did with, I should have clocked it as soon as Quinn started talking about her dead brother. I should have clocked it. She said he died in a car crash. I didn't catch that. She said he died in a car crash or something like that. Um. So basically then they, Detective Bailey calls Sam and Tara in to question them about Jason and Greg's murder. Because and tell them that a ghost face mask was um, left uh, at the... Scene, scene with uh, Richie and Amber's, Amber's, yes, Amber's DNA. Which yeah. I'm like, did they share a mask? We never see them in it at the same time, so no, they never shared a mask. No, all the ghost faces always had their own masks. Um, I this is one of my favorite little details of this movie is the mask thing, yeah, the, ca- the mask counting down. So when they're walking back, or when they are walking to the station, Sam is called by Ghostface, but from Richie's phone. And she has a line where she says, I never deleted his number. Why? I mean, I don't delete numbers from my phone. Yeah, I know. But I immediately, I was like, you know, when I used to date before, you know, I got old and married. um, I literally, I went on like you know, one bad date with a person and they were immediately purged from my, my entire life. Um, like, I don't ever, like, <laughs> I don't ever think about it. Because I don't want to waste my time with having to delete. I get, I, I get that. A lot of people, like, don't want to waste the energy on a person to yeah. have to do that. I just find that very weird. Also, that's another thing I should have clocked, that, like, if this guy is dead, why is his phone still in service? I mean, people can get a new number. Or it could have just been someone torturing her. You you can spoof phone calls and... Which, yeah, it's not hard. Um, like, you from SVU, there's dozens of spoofing yeah. phone number sites. So, and that was like 2009. Um, and at the station, they are joined by FBI Special Agent Kirby Reed, played by Hayden Pantier... I was so excited to see her back. I was not excited to see, however, her terrible, terrible wig. <laughs> Isn't this, like, the first acting thing she did in a long she time? She had a kid and went through really bad postpartum and then had, like, a, I think a pill problem for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was not doing well mentally for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's coming back to the acting world. I would love if she did. 
I like but her. But I completely understand if she doesn't, because she's been acting for forever. I like her. Wasn't she a Disney kid? Kind of. She was in um, a decom back in the day that uh, was a 9-11 movie. <laughs> she was in Remember the Titans as well. Yeah. She was in two episodes of Law and Order SVU. In two? She, when she was a little kid, she played the daughter of an abuse victim. And then when she was a teenager, she was a teenage sex worker. I don't... I think this is before you started watching with me. Both were... I started in, like, season three. She was in season two and season ten. Or not not season ten. We just finished season ten. Yeah. It was, like, season six. Oh. Okay, so I saw her in the second... No! Uh, oh, yeah. She's the one where, like, her friend got killed and it was the doctor. Anyway, uh, I was so excited. Our whole theater was, like, cheering when Kirby came on. Yeah. Um, because Kirby, before she was announced to be in this movie, we didn't know if she died or not. Um, yeah. No. It wasn't until in Scream, and most people missed it. In, in Scream 5, there's a scene when Richie is watching YouTube and, like... There's a video on the side that is her giving a news interview. Yeah. And that is confirmation that Kirby is alive. But most people missed that. Unless you're like me and watch Easter egg videos. She She has a special interest. She has a special interest in these murders because of Ghostface. But she catches serial killers. I really like her inclusion in this movie. However, I think Kirby was underused. Mm, mm Mm-mm. I think... I feel like she was used just enough. I think because they had her and Gail competing for attention, I think that they... I think one of them in all of the scenes were underused. Hmm. That they were in together. I think that they, they spent way too much time making these characters compete when they shouldn't have been. And I, I didn't like that. I mean, every survivor hates Gail. Well, that's the other thing is, like, we'll get to it in a second, um, that, so Gail supposedly at the end of Scream 5 had said, I'm not writing a book about this one, and then she goes and does it, and Tara and Sam are pissed at her. Sam tries to punch her, she moves out of the way, she's like, I knew you would do that, and then Tara just hits her in the face. It's a reference to the first one. Because Sydney decks Gail in the first one. I thought it was she decked her in the second one. No. It's in the first one because Gail writes a, wrote a book about Sydney's mom. That's right. Um, on their way back, they run into a bodega and they see Ghostface. This is one of those, like, very tense scenes. Yes. Um, Ghostface has a shotgun? No. So, um... The, he stole it from... Yeah, no, I know. He took it from the, um... They used that shot way too much in the trailers, I'm telling you. Yes. Um. But, so here's my theory. Every time the ghost face leaves a mask for that person... So, like, the first mask that was left, two people were killed. Well, two people were killed. It was the cashier guy and, like, a random patron. So, he was tr- they were trying to kill two people. They were trying to kill Sam and Tara, but failed. So, they killed two other people and left the mask. So, my theory is the killer of the mask that they're leaving was the only one that 
Richie's and Amber's mask. Jason and Greg were killed. Yes. For Charlie and Jill. For Charlie and Jill's. Two people were killed in the bodega, right? The cashier and the patron. Yes. And then... Roman. Roman's was... The therapist. Yes. And then it was Mrs. Loomis and Mickey. Or no. Yeah, Mrs. Loomis and Mickey were the two killers. Yes. And then Scream 2. Yeah. And it was Quinn and... Annika. Annika. No, not Quinn. Uh, Quinn's boyfriend. I don't think we ever have a name for him. No. Quinn's well, boy I guess toy. Quinn. <clears throat> she's not dead. Um, Every time Ghostface killed and left the mask, they only ever killed the number of people that there were killers for that movie. And their intention was to kill Sam and Tara and leave Billy. Er, no. No, because the countdown was. No, because the countdown was. Uh, was Nancy Loomis, Stu, Billy. Yes. And that was the ghost face reveal. Yes. So it wasn't leaving the masks. It's just coincidence that every time that they killed someone, it was just happened to be the number of killers Cause in the that one, movie. Because the mask left the apartment after Quinn and Annika yeah. was Mickey. Mickey's in... Uh... It was only one mask. No, I know. It was only ever one mask left. Yeah. But there was always two DNAs on it. Yeah. It was Mrs. Loomis and Mickey's DNA were on the mask that was found at the apartment. Yeah. So, Dr. Stone's death is one of my favorites, though. Like, it was brutal. Smashed through a window and then stabbed in the eye. And then Ghostface steals Sam's file. Yes. Because... She gave Dr. Stone as her alibi. Yeah. And so they needed to, like, to pin it on Sam. She They needed to make sure that she didn't have an alibi. Yeah. Then, this is the one scene of this movie it, in its entirety I didn't like. Is the rules scene. The what? The rules scene. I like all of the rules scenes in the rest of the movies. This one was this okay. This felt cheesy. I mean... It's not as cheesy as the fourth one. The fourth one was cheesy. Yeah, I just... it. None of them have the same charm as the everybody's a suspect scene in the video store. Um, I... Yeah. Five was fine in the living room. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I think Mindy... We don't need... Mindy has so... She tries way too hard to be Randy. Yes. And it's like, I get that she's the archetype. But basically, she's laying out what a f- rules of a franchise. Because we're no longer in just a regular old run-of-the-mill slasher. We're in a franchise now. Yeah. And she names a ton of franchises. And she basically says, nobody is safe. Not even the legacy characters. Cough, cough. Yes, they are. Um, yeah. And she names a bunch of legacy characters that got killed. I.e. Tony Stark. uh Luke Skywalker, I don't know nothing about Star Wars. Has I established that yet? <laughs> like, legacy characters always die in franchises. Which is why I think they... they that's why they did so good killing Dewey. Yeah. As much as that hurts. Like, I think that they could have gone so far killing Chad. Not to jump the gun, but... Yeah. Um, 
because Chad was Dewey's character. If we're looking at them for, as archetypes, yes. does that mean Tara is Gale? Yes. Because <laughs> I don't really no. see that, but... Mm. No. She's Sydney. I guess. So does that mean Sam is Gale? Yeah. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, but whatever. She interjected herself into the attacks. That is true. If she stayed away from Tara, then the killings would have stopped. The attacks would have... Richie never would have gone there, team up with Amber. I think he probably still would have made the excuse to go. I doubt it. But to be fair, if we're looking... If we're looking at it objectively, I think Richie probably played Sam right into his trap. No, Sam has to be Sydney because dated the killer. It's always the boyfriend. Not in this one. No, no, no. In the first one. The boyfriend. Yeah, I know. Um, I think they should have done, in my opinion, one, two, three, and then four, five, six as its own. Not with four being a continuation from... The original. Four is kind of the the middle child the here, but you see what I mean. Like, yeah, I do. I like four as an isolated movie. I don't like it as parts of the franchise. Yeah, because four four is kind of that awkward middle child. Yeah, or it didn't really need to be made. If we stuck with the original trilogy and then they tried to reboot later, like this think, franchise, it would have been fine. I don't think it would have done well. I don't think so. Because they needed... No, I agree, but... They needed four to bridge... To write out the old characters and write in new. Well, at the point that we are now, as of the end of March, the Scream 6 has already done better than Scream 4. And it's o- only... Scream 6 is doing better domestically than Scream 4 ever did overall. Yes. If that paints a picture how how scream 4 did yeah um but also it was 2011 when it came out and it was yeah it was just kind of like or like nobody cared anymore the original scream fans didn't care anymore yeah and new scream fans were just beginning yeah and so it was at that weird awkward phase so the core four have dinner um, and basically Sam is like making eyes at this guy across the way the mm-hmm. whole time. And we later figure out that he's her boyfriend. I don't know why she's keeping him a secret. I think it's kind of dumb, but. No, uh, she tells him at this point. No, I know. But like, it's just, I don't know why you're being so squirrely about it. Because her last boyfriend tried to murder her. Fair. But why are you keeping it from your friends? Because she doesn't fully trust him. She wants to fully trust him first. Um. Do, 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 and then they hear noises coming from Quinn's room, which they just chalk up to her and her hookup. Yeah. Um, but. And then. Sam, or Quinn gets, like, thrown out of the room and they go in and find. No, the, um, Danny, her boyfriend, shoots them a picture. That's of, right. They of get ghost face in Quinn's room. Yeah. Because he's trying, trying to get their attention, but, like, he can't. And... They're in the same building, but across the way. And he airdrops them a picture. 
Yeah. And she basically gets thrown out into the living room. I don't We'll talk about it at the end of the movie when we figure out all the killers, but this doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. Like, how would she... In my personal opinion. But, like, how did Ghostface get in? Because they they have, like, four locks on the door. How did Ghostface get in? I thought Ethan was there prior. No. Because weren't they watching, like, a news story? Was that earlier? That was earlier in the day. Ethan Because to... presumably, Ethan goes to class. Yeah. And then, you know, he has to come back at some point. No, he doesn't live there. Well, he has to get back in. I'm pretty sure that that's Ethan. I don't know. Um, so then they try to get over to... They go, they go into Quinn's room... After, um, and Barricade gets stabbed, like, in the gut. And they barricade themselves in the room. They find Quinn's boyfriend in Dead the bathtub. in the bathtub. And he's one of two characters in this movie that we know nothing about that get killed off screen. Yes. Uh, that are just trying to pad the body count, basically. Pretty much. I don't love that. I don't love that we don't know anything about them. I just find it kind of useless. But, I mean, Quinn was just sleeping around with people. Yeah, I get it. Um, so then they, Danny brings out this big ladder, and this is the scene that I literally held my breath the entire time. Oh, no. I was fine um, with this. I mean, this one was terrifying. I am extremely afraid of heights and have terrible balance. So, like, <laughs> like this scene would have been awful for me. Yes. Um, so they put the... the ladder between the two windows and keep in mind Annika has also like been practically disemboweled at this point. Yes. Um and Mindy has a slice in her arm and so they're like trying to get across and Ghostface comes on while Annika's on comes in the room while Annika is on the, the ladder the ladder. Like halfway and starts like lifting the ladder, shaking it. I sh- this death is so sad. I know. And he just flips it and she falls and smacks her face on the dumpster. Yeah. And then dies. Yes. And you hear the thud. And the, like, the, honestly, I think this is some of the best acting of Jasmine Savoy Brown, who plays Mindy. Yeah. I think, I think that her reaction to all of that is so incredible. Yeah. Um, and we get the reaction of Detective Bailey, like, talking about his daughter. A lot of people say that they, like, suspected him at this point. I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I felt like his reaction felt genuine. Yeah, but, I mean, you can fake something enough. So this is when we get introduced to our shrine. Which... So, this is why I say Scream 6 is a mixture of 2 and 3. Because, think about it. What's a movie? Just a shrine to something. The Stab franchise was a shrine to the original killings. It's just odd because this is supposedly, like, Richie's shrine. shrine. To Stab. Or to Ghostface. But... Richie is obsessed with stabbed movies, not the Woodsboro killing. So why does he have all the Woodsboro edits? I think he's both. Because Woodsboro inspired stab. The first three. But then Sydney sued sued them and yeah. 
they had to stop. No, because he wanted to recreate the stab movies because he didn't like that they weren't a part of the original franchise anymore. That's true. So he wanted to recreate. So he was just fascinated by the Woodsboro killings, yeah. not necessarily. Stab got him to be fascinated with the killing. This is basically an abandoned cinema, and it has everything. It has Stu's red robe, Tatum's dress that she was killed in, uh, Billy's white t-shirt with the blood all over it, the bricks that Kirby died on, the fax machine, which don't get me started. Um, The the house blew up. That doesn't matter, Sarah. Things can blow up and things can still survive. It literally had like a scorch mark on it and that's it. No, it was half melted. It was half melted. Like... It has every... The knife. The only has, things that are missing are the masks, obviously. Yes. The masks are the only things missing and the... Yeah. Masks are the only thing missing. The, um... Besides Billy's... Besides the three. Yeah. Jill's uh, flannel is there, which isn't actually a really... Is a very interesting theory that, um... The ghost face killer is usually telegraphed by uh, whoever's wearing a blue flannel. Yeah. Um, so, um, Billy is wearing a blue flannel prior to taking it off, and then he's just wearing a t-shirt. Um, Mickey is wearing a blue flannel. Uh, I think Roman wears one at one point. Jill wears one at one point. Richie wears one at one point. And then Ethan wears one in this movie. So, I have a blue flannel in my killer? Uh, It's a specific type of blue flannel. I mean, Jill's was blue and white. Not... It's a specific pattern, though, is my point. And I think going forward, I think, I imagine they're probably going to do that less because it's a pretty widely known fan theory. Yeah. And so I imagine they're probably going to be very careful about not dressing people in blue flannel. Or it could just be a red herring. Yeah, I, I think it would be really interesting to have somebody that we all suspect wearing a blue flannel and then surprise they're not the killer. Kind of like what they did at the beginning of this movie. Where we thought, um, what's his name? Was this going to be the killer? Danny? Danny. Which is going to be the killer. Yeah. But they already did the boyfriend thing, so. No, not Danny. We're talking about, um. Jason? Jason. Jason. Flash. Flash. Um, bah, bah, bah. I really like this. Um, if you suspend your disbelief a little bit, I really like this set piece. Which I one? think it's really interesting. The shrine. Mm-hmm. If you just, if, if you think about it too hard, it all falls apart. How? How does it fall apart? Just the, the logistics of all, how all the pieces got there and stuff. It falls apart. I've, I've seen enough on Reddit from people being like, this isn't realistic. There's murder shrines to like... I... Yeah, I'm like, people have bought Zodiac letters online. People yeah. have, like... So that doesn't matter. Things I, can I get agree lo- with you. I'm just Things saying... can get lost in evidence. I'm more so commenting on the, what people have said on Reddit. Forget people on Reddit. Most of Reddit users are, like, weird people. Anyway. I use Reddit. And you're weird. <laughs> I mean, I use Reddit also. Just for, like, gaming info and Destiny and stuff. But, um... But, I mean, in all honesty, it's not weird. There is that throwaway line that Gail says, like, oh, cops like money, and people didn't like that. And I'm like... They do! It's the truth! <laughs> it, they, people like That's money. That's the whole reason why 
like serial killer memorabilia memorabilia goes up for auction all the time. Yes, it's because things get lost in evidence. We're not blaming all cops do this. We're not no. saying that at all. But the, it does happen. I do think that okay, so supposedly in universe this shrine was being built prior to the events of Step Scream 5. Yes. So when Scream 5 was happening, how were the cops not being like, hey, every piece of thing from, you know, the previous four times this happened has gone missing? Maybe we should check into this. Cops were <laughs> And this tired. is happening. Cops were tired. And then when, they, when it, they figure out it happened in the same house as the first one, they're like, hmm. I don't think that doesn't, I don't think they would have not, I'm not saying they would not have connected the two, but I mean. I mean, some people are just stupid and bad at connecting dots, so. But I mean, murders happen in the same place in New York all the time. They don't connect the murders like that. It's the exact same house, though. Okay. 25 years later. I mean, I think it would have been a little different if, like, I think it would have been a little different if we had, like, exact same murders in exact same places if we had another person in a garage door for example then they might have but i mean in all honesty the the actual individual murders were different enough yeah a house is just a house yeah but a bunch of teenagers killing each other teenagers are crazy so i mean um, in this one it was one teenager and one adult i I do really like this set piece. I think it's really interesting. I think the concept is really interesting. Um, I like that it pays homage to not just stab as a as a franchise within a franchise, but yeah. also the previous five movies. I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think it's a little sick, but you know a movie. Sorry, what were you going to say? I think it's a little sick, especially like certain pieces, like you know the the bricks that Kirby bled out on and but that would be evidence because the blood was dry I'm not by... saying it's not I just think it would have been so chilling to walk by a pile of bricks that you almost died she on She was She was. I know I'm just saying it yeah. would have been so weird you, So you know a movie that I want to cover that I know I will not be able to cover with you The Weird Al movie that movie is bizarre. I would love to... That movie is a... It's a riff on a classic biopic Oscar bait movie. It's hilarious. It's very dumb, but it's supposed to be. Oh my gosh, it is hilarious. I love Daniel Radcliffe so much. Did you know he's going to be a dad? Yes, you told me yesterday. Yeah, his girlfriend's pregnant. Yeah, you told me yesterday. So weird. I, I have a two-year-old, and I think it's it's weird that an actor that I don't know who's four years older than me is having a baby. I... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, I mean... I just... So, uh, Sam goes up to Billy's uh, outfit and sees another vision of him. I could do without the Billy hallucinations in no, these movies. No, I... I mean... I don't mind it because I also like Skate Aldrich. I do too. Um, however, I think the de-aging is a little weird in Uncanny Valley in the same way as those like really creepy hyper-realistic video games. But it makes sense like it. Because, she, because he would not have aged in Scream. 
all the pictures that she would have seen would have been... I get it. I just... I'm not a big fan of... I just don't really like this direction that they're going with Sam's character. I mean, they did that with Scream in Scream 3 with Sydney and her mom. Her hallucinating her mom. I... Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't really like Scream 3. I mean, it makes sense. I think it's dumb and campy. Um, It has its own place. I'm not saying I dislike it entirely. I just... It's definitely not my favorite Scream movie. But, I mean, it helped without this... Because I'm thinking more of it as that's her conscience... I don't know. I didn't like it in the Scream 5, and I don't like it in no, this one. No, because it's her conscience is... I know that they needed to do something other than her just being a classic finer role. No. I needed. I know they needed to make a twist on it. It's not even that. She is a final girl. She is the quote-unquote final girl. But it's her conscience talking to her, trying to protect her. It's her psyche trying to protect her. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I, I mean, everyone... Has it? I don't their really know. Talk to them in their own way. No, I know. I just don't know if I dislike it because I think it's. I don't. I, I don't think I. I. I think really what it boils down to is what I said before. I don't like the, the implications, of like the the, the killer gene. Uh, I also just don't like the the de-aged Skeetle Rich thing. But it makes sense. Why? I just find it creepy. But it makes sense why, though. I, because if she was hallucinating... It's just one of those things I need to dis- suspend my disbelief a little bit more than I typically would. If you can... I'm sorry, but if you can suspend your disbelief on Chad's supposedly debt-surviving attack, then you can suspend your disbelief on young Skeeter Oldridge. If you can dis- if you can suspend your disbelief on Chad being stabbed and turning into Swiss cheese, then you can suspend your disbelief on that. I'm sorry. You I know. I just you I just can't don't have think one and not the other. I've never really liked movies where like the character has um weird hallucinations. It's just like I'm not even saying they're hallucinations. They're her No, they're they're hallucinations. I know, but it's just her conscience talking to her. It's her conscience trying to help her. Um, so, then we have the, uh, scene in Gail's apartment. Personally, I no, think they should have taken we, Gail out. No, uh, we have the, um, park scene. Where they were trying to find Ghostface in the park. Because the next attack would have been in a park. Oh, yeah. And so they were using them as bait to try to lure them out. And then Kirby was hacking the person's phone while they were on, while they were talking to each other. And they basically, they track the call to... Gail's apartment. I think they should have taken Gail out. Absolutely. Um, I think it... I would much rather have suspended my disbelief for either... Her or Chad, not both. Yeah. Um, I think... I think that this scene was 
weird. And part of me wonders if Sydney was in this movie. It makes me wonder if they would have. Killed her? Yeah. Killed Gail. I doubt it because Gail is, I hate to say it, but important to the plot. Is she at this point? She's part reason why the stab movies were created. Was because she made a book about the killing. I just find Gail to be reprehensible. And useless. In a lot of ways. Um, And I just... A lot of people found this scene very tense. Um, I'm not one of them. It was a tense scene. I do really like how she star 69s them. Mm-hmm. I think that's really funny. And kind of a callback to, like, the early 2000s a little bit. Yeah. because it, Even though that's still a thing. But, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's less of a thing now because we have... Color ID. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... And nobody answers their phone if it's not programmed into their phone. Yeah. I'm sorry. But all these people, like Gail, should not have answered the freaking phone. Why would you answer... I would never answer my phone, like, ever. Like... Even if it's my mom. Who knows? You could be spoofing her number. Like, (laughs) what the amount of times do you've been called by the killer? Why would you answer the phone to a number that you don't recognize? Yeah, I was... If I was the victim of these heinous murders, any any person that ever... I ever came in contact with, I'd be like, no, I'm not giving you my number. I don't own a phone. Yeah, like... (laughs) Or text me only. No, don't contact me me ever. Do not call me. Just text. I'm living in a cabin off the grid. You you cannot contact me. So you're pulling a Sydney. They still found her, didn't they? Like I I write purely in snail mail now. (laughs) No, they did find Sydney. Sydney was never attacked. I guess she made herself found. Yeah. Like I communicate purely in snail mail now. Ghostface, you no. can't catch me. Raven. <laughs> Raven only. Carrier pigeon? <laughs> yes. Carrier pigeon is smoke signals. Your ghost face can't intercede that. Intercept that. I um, just wondered, how did carrier pigeons work? Like, how do they know, like, where to go? I don't want to get into that, but... Um, but, like, think about it. How do they know... It's like, oh, take this to this place. Like, take this to the king. They're a bird. How do they know where the king is? I mean, in Harry Potter, the, all the mail is in um, is delivered via owls, and like, a lot of people have been like, so the owls can owls read? No, they take them to the owlerly, and then a mail person probably gets them from there. No, that's at Hogwarts, but like, oh, yeah. Hermione gives. Like, sends Harry liver, like, letters. Livers. Letters. <laughs> I mean, they are magical owls. So, I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, tune in next month for Harry Potter episodes. Um, so then we have the infamous subway scene. And, fun fact about this movie, there is over 200 costumes just in Halloween costumes. There's yeah. over 200 references to other things. Oh my gosh. Including Mojo Jojo, mm-hmm. who is also voiced by Roger Jackson, who voices Ghostface. Yep. Um, there is a bunch of classic horror references that are mm-hmm. super obvious. Several Wes Craven references. Yeah. 
there's, um, yeah, there's a lot. Um, there's a ton of videos on YouTube kind of going over them if you're really curious. Mm-hmm. Um, this scene is super, super tense. This is the one that I was talking about. Um, this one, to me, is more intense than the, um, the bodega, the bodega. I think this scene is slightly less intense than the latter scene to me, though. No, because this is the one where it was full on, where no one trusted each other. Like, everyone's trust was dwindling down. Because no one yeah. knew who the killer was. Well, and so everyone... also they get separated. And yeah. so Ethan and Mindy are on one train, and the rest of them are on the other. Yeah. And Mindy keeps seeing... Different ghost Different Because, ge- obviously, Ghostface exists in stab the stab franchise and so it's a halloween costume which i'm like because it was a halloween costume before that's like some yeah i know but that's like somebody dressing up as ted bundy no that's like somebody dressing up as the unabomber that's no weird. it's not it's weird it was weird to make a movie that's like somebody dressing up as a jeffrey dahmer for halloween like it's it's weird it's not it's not like that at all because, A, Jeffrey Dahmer was, like, for years and years, the original Ghostface that Stab 1 is based off of was... I guess they're dressing up as the Stab character, not, yes. like, Billy Loomis. Yes. Sure. I mean, if you want to go that far, like... I mean, we can blame Gale for all of this, for writing the first book on Ghostface. Technically, I think that she... I'm not a lawyer, but I feel like she could have caught some charges for for maybe inspiring. Is that possible? No, because, I mean, technically anyone can be inspired by anything to kill. You could argue that for, I'm pretty sure the guy who shot John Lennon was inspired by Catcher on the Rye. I don't know how, because I've never read that book, but... Yeah, and so, no, you can't sue someone for being inspired. Isn't that like a wrongful death suit, though? But I guess the no. the killer made their own choice. Yeah. The killer interpreted it in a certain way. But I mean, in Scream 2... You can. You wouldn't win. <laughs> no, but like in Scream 2, it was because Sydney killed Billy. That's why. In Scream 2. And then Scream 3 was... Roman. Roman was just so, a nut job. A nutcase. Mindy gets stabbed. And... Like, I kind of figured that it was Ethan prior to this, but this is definitely when I was like, okay, so it's Ethan. Mm-mm. <laughs> because she was watching Ethan the entire time. But we'll get to it. I don't think it was Ethan that actually did the stabbing. No, it wasn't Ethan who did the stabbing. Because Ethan was never in the Ghostface outfit in the train. I imagine he probably had it on him, though, in his backpack or something. No, it wasn't Ethan. No, I know. It wasn't. It was Quinn. But my... Because I, Quinn revealed it at the end. Yeah, I know. But this was the first time I was like... I I kind of... I didn't think that there was going to be three killers. I kind of figured it was going to be Ethan and Quinn. Yeah. But at this point, we also didn't know Quinn was still alive. Yeah. So... I don't think the dad... or blah, I mean, we're about to learn anyway. So, then we get back to the theater. Sam has another vision. Um, and he... Billy tells her to defend herself, and she takes Billy's knife, which still has blood caked on it. Which, 
it would have been an evidence, and so you can't wash evidence. This is true, but whose blood is that? Is that Sydney's? Yes. I mean, Sydney was the last person that he stabbed. Um, and I'd- Sydney was the last person most of the ghost face stabbed. When you think about it. Bailey calls and says that he found out Kirby was fired from the FBI. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? No. Or was that all a lie? That was a lie. To get... To dis... For them to distrust her. Um... Because if she was, then she would not have So I think that that was, like, supposed to be a red herring... So communism. I think that was supposed to be a red herring to make us suspect Kirby. But, like, some people have suspected that she actually was snapping. I don't think so. But I'm also like, if she was going to snap, she would have snapped way prior. No. But also remember, what do we learn from Criminal Minds? A killer always interjects himself into the case. Yeah. I don't know. It was... I think if they maybe telegraphed that earlier in the movie, I think I would have bought it more. But I... Oh, it makes... I, I I didn't really buy that lie that um, he was trying to pin it on her. To get the blame off him. Because yeah, it, it didn't work on me, though. That's my point. Think about this. The killer interjects himself into the crime. The original murder for Jason and Greg, or whatever his name was. Fridge Boy and Flash. Fridge Boy and Flash. Our new superhero duo. Bridge Boy in the Flash. Not the Flash. Flash. Um. I think was originally a different crime. I apologize about the motorcycle passing our house right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think a different cop had the crime, but then found the ID of his daughter's friend and then took the case over to make him be a part of said case um so then ghostface stabs tara in the back and we never see anything about it again uh, and she does not f- really even react ever again to this injury i mean she's been I, stabbed several times now but i do cool love detail the, that she has a scar i was just about to bring I that i loved up. that continuity where you see her hand earlier in the movie and she has a she has a scar, scar. from when she's got they could have easily like forgotten about that but like in the first movie in screen five she gets stabbed through the hand uh-huh. um <sighs> this is when we get our so then ghostface stabs tara and the second ghostface appears and they both make chad into swiss cheese which chad should have died um, there's no if ands or buts he should have absolutely died he got stabbed 15 times on both sides yeah and they magically missed every single organ. He, and he didn't... Because part of me is like, oh, they must have just missed... Vi- or they weren't stabbing that deep. But, like, that many times... He would have bled out. I do really like the simultaneous wipe, though. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. Cool. That was pretty cool. I don't think we've ever had two simultaneous ghost fists. No, we did. Uh, technically... Billy and Stu's killing of, um... Well, yeah, no, but I mean, like, on screen at the same time. Not in the outfit, no. Yeah. Uh, This is when we got our ghost face reveal, so that... Didn't, no. 
it's Bailey, Detective Bailey, and Ethan, and then we learn that Quinn faked her death. Yeah. Which, listen, this is one of the biggest things I have a bone to pick. Um, we literally see Quinn's dead body, supposedly. I mean, in all honesty... People are arguing that, like, oh, we didn't actually see her die, so... I mean, we also didn't see, um, Kirby's death. Yeah, I guess. Or, you know what I mean. Or we didn't see... We didn't... Roman faked his death, too. Yeah. Killer always fakes their death. Um, so... You want to talk about the motive? The motive is because Richie is their oldest brother. Is the eldest brother. Quit, or, um, Bailey has this line where he says, uh, you'll do anything for your... Family. Your, no, you'll do anything for your oldest son. And there's mm-hmm. a shot of Ethan. He looks so offended. Mm-hmm. Um. And Richie made the shrine. I do really like that this whole scene is played to the tune of Richie's home movies. I think that's a really interesting touch. His home staff movies. I think it's really tu- a, a good touch. Yeah. They um, started the rumors about Sam online to assassinate her character. Quinn did, because you can't... Because if she died, she would have died a hero. Yeah. Turn the hero into a villain, and I then the villain becomes the hero. love, at this point, after her, her unmasking, how unhinged Quinn is. She was unhinged in the entire movie. She just hid it very well. Um, uh, then Sam hits her with one of the bricks mm-hmm. and knocks out a couple of her teeth. And then she, like, smiles with, like, blood coming out of her mouth. Yeah, And she looks psychotic. Sam and Tara run up to the mezzanine li- row or whatever it's called. Yeah, the mezzanine. Yeah. The balcony. They're being chased. They get surrounded, or uh, Ethan is stabbing at Tara's feet because Tara slips off, and she tells her sister to let her go. And Ethan gets stabbed. I know. I love oh that God. Tara lands almost like in a Black Widow pose, and then go immediately stabs Ethan in the mouth, like, and then twists. Yes. He gets basically stabbed in the brain stem. Yes. And then still somehow comes back to chase them in a, in a second. Um, no, Ethan's dead. No, he comes back and she has to shoot him in the head. No. The only one that gets shot in the head is... um. No, I'm being serious. Like, he comes back and chases them and then they have to shoot him. I think Kirby shoots him. Puts on her father's She outfit. dons the outfit. And then she calls Detective Bailey to taunt him. With the... with the I guess this satisfied people's be, people being like, I want Sam to be the ghost face. And this is why I think Sam's going to be the killer in 7. I disagree, but... It's, she enjoys killing. She had a smile when... Because she took the mask off and was smiling as she was stabbing him in the arms. And laughing. And then stabs him in the, the eye. eyeball. And pulls out his eye. She was smiling. And laughing. I will get to what my theory is um, in a minute. 
so then we go outside and Tara and Sam reconcile um, and Tara, Tara agrees to go to therapy because they all freaking need it. Um, yeah. Mindy and Chad and Kirby are taken to the hospital because somehow they both live. No. Um, <laughs> Tara, or not Tara, um, Chad's sister, Mindy. Guess what I said. Um, Mindy and Chad who, both live yes, somehow. Because she runs up to them outside and is like, Ethan's the killer. We're like, we know. He's dead. She's like, I missed the monologue again. Yeah. Uh, I do like Kirby's, um, we're all just a big effed up family. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Are they the core five now? He's a Kirby. There's a shot of, um, Sam holding the, uh, Billy's ghost face mask and then discarding it. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think that Scream 7 is gonna go in a direction that... We haven't seen Sam and Tara's mom yet, um, who is Billy's ex. I think it's going to be Billy's ex and Stu's sister. I don't think so. Um, And I think they're probably going to go looking for survivors because they just want all of this crap to be done. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think think it's probably going to be... Just knowing how these movies reference culture, it's got to reference true crime. I don't want it to do that because it references true crime in every single one of these movies. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, I mean like real life, like true crime documentaries and stuff. The post that I read um, was that um, how these cases reflect on the families of the killers and how... The families of the killers will be fed up with all of the treatment that they're getting. And I think that would be a really interesting motive. Yeah, but, I mean, then... I do think they're, the reason why they ha- we haven't seen Sam and Tara's mom is for a reason. Or she's just not important to the story. Because she's really not important to the overall story. Um, let us know what you guys think Scream 7 should be about. Um, cause I guarantee you they're going to make another one. Cause they already it, announced that they are. This movie did so well. It, uh, Scream 7 got announced like right after Scream 6 was done. How long do you think they'll go for it? Do you think? A year or two. No. I, like how, how many more Screams do you think there'll be? I think what they're going to do is the same pattern where they'll do. Do you think Scream 8 will be the last one? No. No. What I think they'll do is kind of like what they did with 1, 2, and 3, where 1, 2, and 3 were released pretty close together, and then there will be a long time before the next one, and then a long time after that one to bridge the arcs together, if that makes sense. Because there's... I think they're going to complete the trilogy, for sure. Yes. And if we're doing Scream 5 is Scream 1, Scream 6 is Scream 2, it's got to be like... a. A secret family member or something. But that's the thing. They... The... Scream... Scream 6 was a mixture of 2 and 3. So we gonna do a... We already did the whole wannabe famous plot with Scream 5. So... 
I don't think they wanted to be famous. They just wanted to rec- They wanted to fix wa- stuff. Yeah, I guess. They didn't want the fame and the fortune. They just wanted to... But are we going to get a recreation of... If we're going to get a new Jill, then? I don't think so. I mean, people still really, really are dying on the Stu is still alive train. I mean, so maybe even, we'll get that. Even Matthew Lillard. He's the one that started the whole Stu still alive thing. I don't buy it, personally. Because you can survive from a... TV. I guess TV if only- we if Chad can be turned into Swiss cheese, then Stu is still alive. Yes, and the TV only <laughs> fell on him from like two feet above him. He was also like electrocuted though. And it, Chad was turned into Swiss cheese, and so then he was disemboweled. We have been recording for nearly two hours. Um, tell us your thoughts on Scream Six. Overall, I really loved it. Yeah. I think it's a good time. I cannot wait to rewatch it again. Yes. Um, or rewatch it, period. Yeah. Um, and next week we will be starting our Harry Potter series. And mm-hmm. if you want to listen to us do all of Scream, um, one through five, come back in October. And with us, hopefully, a special sixth episode. So I think Bailey did Jason and, and, uh, Greg. Then who was talking to them? I don't think the dad ever killed. I think it was always Gwen and Ethan. Well, no, but Ethan was at the Halloween party the entire time. So it had to be Quinn. Because Quinn wasn't at the Halloween party. She was in her room most of the time, so she could conceivably have been. And no one was home. Yeah. Yeah, it probably, yeah. Because uh, I don't think ba- I don't think Bailey ever killed. I think he was always on the phone. I think... Because there's always... I think always... Ethan killed, quote-unquote, killed Quinn and Annika. Yes. And the boyfriend. That had to be Ethan. Quinn said out loud that she did Mindy and Gail. Yes. And Gail's nameless boyfriend. Yes. I think his name is Brooks, actually, so he's not technically nameless, but... Yeah. For all intents and purposes, he's nameless. Or... Or... personality list for sure. Did Quinn kill the boyfriend? Was he dead longer than we think he was? Yeah. Because there was a lot of... Yes, because... That's a really interesting theory, actually. Yeah, because Quinn had to kill the boyfriend. Because, A, if... If if we were led to believe, with Quinn being innocent, she would have screamed when the boyfriend was being killed. Yeah. So... Well, it also explains how... I'm can. I'm just confused at, like, there are so many deadlocks on that door. Maybe Ethan was hiding in her closet or something. Maybe. Like, he didn't, he claimed he went to class or went to the library or whatever. No, he went, he went to econ. He was in his econ lecture. Um, but maybe. He never left. Maybe he just hid in her closet. Yeah. Like, he said, oh, I'm just going to use the bathroom and then I'm going to go. Yeah. And his head, and people thought he left. I think Ethan killed Annika. Yes. And then, she, like, Quinn killed Mindy. Or not killed, but... Attacked. Yeah. Because Ethan... She had an eye on Ethan the entire time. Yeah. And then... That's it, right? Um... We know Flash killed the teacher. Laura. Like, Laura. We know that... Um, yeah, that's really all that 
There wasn't that many deaths in this one. And two were off screen, so they don't really count. So like, who, three were off screen because of atta- Greg. Who attacked the, the bodega? People have theorized that it's Bailey. But he was at the station the whole time, full of cops. Yeah. So it had to be Ethan's... So something you have to understand about this franchise is widely accepted that Ghostface is a mythical being while in costume. The height of the Ghostface does not matter. Yeah. The stature of the Ghostface does not matter because it's 99.9% of the time it's a stuntman. Yes. With an an exception of the scene in the first movie um, when Randy is getting snuck up on. Yeah. That's Skeet Ulrich. Mm-hmm. And then they recreated it in Scream 5. That's uh, that's uh, Jack Quaid sneaking up on Mindy. Yeah. Um, but other than that... And then there's one scene where Matthew Lillard is running up the stairs in the ghost, ta- ghost face costume. Yeah. That's it. The rest of it is... is yeah. A- but, like, in the first one, Billy and Stu hold the knife differently, so the stuntman holds the knife differently. People have really come for... How could Amber have conceivably killed Dewey when she's 5'2 and like he she lifted him up off the ground? We'll talk about it in the Scream 5 episode. Yeah. But it just it it doesn't matter who's under the mask. Yeah. Is my point. We're just trying to figure out like timeline wise with the story. With the story who would have killed who. But this one plays it out pretty fluidly. Like they the killer usually doesn't say like who kills who. But so, do you want to guess out of all of the scream killers who killed the most and the least amount of people? Um, I think the least is tied for either Bailey or it's Mrs. Not, Loomis. It's not a tie. Mrs. Loomis only killed, I think, just Randy. If I'm being honest. The most is probably Roman because yep. he's alone. Yep. Miss Loomis killed... Or no, the only person Miss Loomis killed... Or no, she killed two. Mickey... And Randy. And Randy. Then, uh, yeah. Roman killed the most because he was the only one. And, um... Amber probably is probably next on that list because Richie only had a few. Mm-hmm. Amber did most of the work. I think next was Billy. So, overall... My rating goes one six four one six five four two three. Mine goes one Yeah, about the same as yours. One I like five. I uh, yeah, I said one six five four I say one two, five three. six four three two. Okay. And three and two can I don't like either one. Three makes sense, but also, do we want to connect the Scream TV show? Or is that its own entity? I think it's its own entity. A lot of people have considered that maybe Scream, the TV show, exists in the same universe. As just, because it's it's a different ghost face mask. A lot of people think it exists within Scream. Just a killing somewhere else? Because it's not Woodsboro. I'm actually considering rewatching Scream, to be honest. But the I mean, TV show. In all honesty, because I've only ever seen the first season. The first two seasons. So, like, season one is a mixture of Scream one, two, and three, with the storyline. Mm-hmm. I never watched season two, or I started season two. You want to rewatch it? No. It was made by MTV, 
so it was hard to watch. Okay, so let us know what okay. your thoughts on Scream 6 are. Um, we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. If you would like to support this podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon to gain access to bonus content and listen to each episode ad-free a whole day early. Go to thefanclubpodcast.myspreadshirt.com to get exclusive designs on t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, stickers, and many other items. We will even have limited edition designs in the very near future. Follow us on all of our social medias for updates and what we are working on in real time. We are part of the Needlessly Nerdy Entertainment Network. They are a conglomerate of podcasts and blogs that provide entertainment, news, and reviews on all things nerdy, including movies, TV, books, video games, tabletop games, cons, pop culture, and more. Go check out all the amazing shows and the network at needlesslynerdy.com. Needlessly Nerdy, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.